0: Okay, yo, hi-dee-ho, it's your girl, baby girl. It's a decent enough day to start a little podcast. To be honest, I think I'm kind of funny enough to keep you entertained today. So let's get started. This segment is called My Relatable Content. But to be honest, it's just me kind of ranting about random stuff going on at home. Hope you don't mind. Well, if you don't know, I'm 24, I'm living in my new apartment with my boyfriend. He's also 24 and life is pretty good. And then this guy comes with his own kid. And this kid is four. She's kind of whack. She's kind of funny sometimes. She's kind of cute. Honestly, she's not the bestest. Like, I'm trying to be the best parent for her, and I know I'm never going to be the best parent because there ain't no such thing as a good parent. There's decent enough parents, there's parents that go above and beyond, but there ain't nothing such called a great parent. I'm struggling. Like, honestly, sometimes I wish I could just walk away. Like, I know she's not my responsibility, my boyfriends I try to just let him be the only parent but I can't that boy struggles so bad like he'll be trying to discipline this kid and then be like oh well if you're not gonna say hi to mommy aka me then I'm not gonna talk to you but he still keeps going into that kid's room and talking to her like ain't nothing happened And it's like, yo, dude, you gotta be consistent. And honestly, I think he's really cute and stuff, but he just really needs to step up his parenting game. I know it's hard to parent a kid and stuff like that. I mean, I really don't know, because I'm not really a parent, I guess. (laughs) That's my grandmother calling me. I'm a contractor parent. (laughs) But I don't want to be called that, because I ain't getting paid. (laughs) But... This kid, she just needs to be better. Sometimes she's great, sometimes she's not. Other times, just kinda wanna punch her in the face. I just don't understand. Maybe it's a toddler thing, or maybe it's just because of all the (coughs) exposure and stuff like that. But I guess it's hard adapting to new surroundings, going to a new school. Used to be living with your grandparents and your dad now you're living with your dad and your mother now and all that big change just so much for her probably but doesn't mean she gotta act a fool she knows what's expected of her and everybody else knows what's going on and we're trying to help her to attack but she's not having it she'll be having these great days and then out of nowhere, out of left field, she comes in with that bad a behavior. And it's just not cool, my guy. Like, I don't understand. As I'm saying, this kid's kind of bad, kind of good, kind of not. All I can do is I'm my grandma. You got to pray for that baby. You got to understand where she's coming from. And it's like, Grandma, I don't know where she's coming from. I ain't never been spoiled like this kid has. I ain't never had grandparents who automatically buy stuff for me every single day. I ain't never had a grandparent to put down their whole A paycheck just for some freaking toys for me. I ain't never had a whole family gathering around for me as I'm opening up some Christmas presents. My grandma, we were broke, broke growing up. This kid, she got everything she wants. And that's why she got a funky A attitude, bro. Wish I could change it. She's slowly changing. I guess she kind of respects me, or she's just scared that I will be her A. Like, I get it, I will be scared of me too but that's just me I ain't really scared of me though I think I'm pretty cool she just doesn't understand the real me yet like it's just totally not fair for her not to understand me like she could probably understand me better if she would have listened. with all big old ears she got she still don't know how to listen she get them big old ears from her big old headed daddy Look his scrawny A, just walking around like a little chicken noodle, limp noodle boy, just walking around downtown and stuff like that, working. I'm surprised, like, his freaking car and stuff he works on, because he's a mechanic, you know. I still don't understand how none of those have just, like, you know, casually grazed up against his arm and just broke him. Like, I love him and all, but sometimes I'm scared. That when we're on top, that I'm on top and being intimate, and I'm just gonna break him—not his pee pee, but like him himself. Like, sure he can lift me up, but baby, all this junk in this trunk, it' gonna break you someday. I'm sorry. I really love you though. I really do love being with you, but maybe you need to put a little uh meat on them little chicken noodle bones you got but that man he's the greatest he literally goes above and beyond to do stuff to make me happy sometimes i recognize it sometimes i don't sometimes i take it for granted and sometimes i won't cuz sometimes i just want it to be all about me and i know that's not fair to him or the kid or anybody else in his life but i just like being being doted on you know I like feeling important. I like knowing that, you know, in somebody's life at least, that I have a place and that I'm someone on top for them. You know, not just sexually, but like on their checklist of things to get done. Ooh, That I am on top and that I get to be checked, marked, and completed as in being highly satisfied because I love that man but sometimes he forgets about little things about me like the other day (laughs) this guy this guy i mean this guy he honestly just forgets some stuff like i just don't understand i can never relate I mean, I'm kidding. I can relate. Sometimes, while I'm at work and stuff, I'll be thinking about exactly what I'm going to be eating. I smell something that reminds me of something else. Like earlier today, I smelled something that reminded me of hot dogs, and I was like, dang, I'm going to go to and get me like a little corner cheese dog. Did I do it? No. I settled and ate some fried chicken at work and some mashed potatoes. Was it good? Yes. But did I originally want that? No, why because i forgot (laughs) i really thought that i was better than him but i know how it be going and stuff i know sometimes you just gotta go quick go through the things that you gotta do and honestly i don't know what i gotta do sometimes unless i write it down make a little checklist and even then i'll forget about it like I'll write a checklist either in my phone or my little notepad and I'll lose it or I'll accidentally delete it. And it's just like, dang, what is even the point of all this if I'm not just going to do anything with it, you know? But let's jump into today's new little random content story that we have. Let's go off of Huffington's Huff Post. How to say no to social invitations without getting FOMO. This is by Carolyn Bologna. 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 Oh, who knows? She made this August 19, 2021, at 3:28 p.m. Eastern DT. I don't know if that means, but. <clears throat> After the initial portion of the COVID 19 pandemic kept us apart for so long, many people pledged to take advantage of every opportunity to see loved ones again once vaccines were available. Thus, Hot Vax Summer was born. Now hold up. I'm vaccinated, but I ain't never said the words Hot Vax Summer before till reading this little portion like that just makes me uncomfortable hot vax summer it sounds like more than hot you know i don't get it maybe it's something like between the Jenners or something you know i don't really understand it but i guess i'm vibing because i don't really have a problem but it's bothering me so i have a slight problem but don't let that bother you that makes sense oh well as i was saying Thus, Hot Vax Summer was born, with a focus of filling our social calendars with parties, trips, weddings, and more. Now, as the spread of coronavirus variants becomes increasingly worrisome and opportunities for socialization start to shrink again, we may be feeling even more pressure to cram in a bunch of activities." Now, let me say this. I had a bunch of concerts lined up, and when I say a bunch, I mean like two or three. Um, I originally was supposed to see Kevin Gates in May last year. I was really looking forward to it. Because I was supposed to go see my uncle. Like, that's my uncle. That's like my older brother to me. He is like one of the best male, you know, authority figures in my life. He's shown me what a good father should be. Now, do I want my boyfriend acting like him? Hell no. Uh, But That's just my opinion. (laughs) You know, each to each their own. I don't want date I don't want my boyfriend to act like my uncle. That's just gonna cause me very um, great psychological effects that I do not want to dive into. You know. So I was supposed to see Kevin Gates in Austin, Texas, in May twenty twenty. Cancelled. Was supposed to see Nickelback. It's September, I believe, of twenty twenty. Canceled, and you know what? I'm not afraid to say it. Nickelback's my favorite band Has been since the day I discovered Music that wasn't Christian music and honestly It's pretty decent like I know everybody like there's obviously better bands But you know you always remember that one band that got you hooked on to music and stuff that one band that was your own that one band That made you realize you weren't just following your parents' footsteps. And you weren't going to be, like, your parents. Which, thankfully, I'm not going to be. Because who wants to have a kid at 15? (laughs) Not me. Your girl avoided doing anything sexual with anybody until she was 18. Like... uh, My whole life changed after that, but I wasn't being out here being a little hoe before I was 18, you know? I wanted to prove everybody in my family, everybody who knew my mother and my situation and stuff like that, wrong about me. I wanted them to know that I'm not my mother's daughter. I wanted them to know that I'm not somebody who just gives us up willy-nilly, you know? At least not back then, (laughs) After that, life changed. After my first, after high school boyfriend, my little high school sweetheart, you know, broke up with me and stuff like that, my life changed. <laughs> Am I diving into that this episode? No. Next episode? No. Maybe after that? Who knows? Yeah, gotta stay tuned. <laughs> but anyway, going back to concerts. Hmm. My favorite concert since nobody asked but obviously you want to know <laughs> is hmm, my Mac Miller concert it was pretty good you know I saw it in Austin about like I want to say 2016 a decent enough year for me I was working at Chick-fil-A back then Chick-fil-A, MLK Austin, Texas yee yee. did I really love Chick-fil-A back then? kind of Would have lived and died for it to be honest but things have changed kind of treated me wrong after that they fired me off of no grounds whatsoever saying that i was rude to some of the other employees and it's like yo y'all can't say that when i first got hired i was being bullied saying you're not fast enough you're not gonna make it here you're not gonna last long And it's like, um, I'm sorry that you think I'm bullying other employees, other coworkers, and such by telling them that I already know how to do the job because I've done it for over a year. And the head lead that was there that day, he also taught me how to do the things that you're trying to teach me now. The only thing that you taught me that I did not know was how to label the drinks. And honestly, all you gotta do is figure it out and read and push little buttons in the lid. I still don't get why they fired me other than I'm too fabulous. Ugh, can you believe the god audacity that this guy had? His name's CJ. I don't remember his last name, so we're just going to leave him at CJ. Thank god his name is some initials. This guy CJ really had his panties in a twist when I try to make a little Christianity joke if you say. Like, I'm trying to say that our ice cream machine, sorry, our shake machine isn't working, that it's dead. And so I was like, ugh, it's dead like Jesus. And then homeboy, before I could even finish my joke, because I was going to make a cool A punchline, homeboy was like, hold up, Jesus rose from the grave three days later. And I was like, sir, I was going to be like, well, hopefully our shake machine doesn't take three years three days to raise up again from the dead okay like it's not my fault that we have to clean this dish every single freaking night every single 30 minutes low-key like we might as well be bad as mcdonald's like i understand because you know what i used to work at mcdonald's and that was like my favorite job that i've ever had it was easy going the freaking customers are rude, so you can be rude back to them because you literally give what you get So if you're gonna give me attitude, I'm gonna give you attitude right back Ain't no telling me, no You're gonna throw your money at me, I'm gonna throw your money right back at you You got changed? If you don't catch it, you don't catch it, that's not my fault You started it <laughs> My manager's gonna back me up because they're just like, she's nice That was the nicest employee there, considering everybody else was a female dog, bruh. They always get on me, like, oh, you need to make sure you're not using your phone. Which, in fact, everybody else in that friggin' little dinky, dinky McDonald's is using their phone. Every single employee, you're just calling me out, because I'm just one that just got hired. Talking about, that's not how we do things here at McDonald's. We have to rise to the occasion. We have to do this. We have to do that. I see you have former experience with Chick-fil-A. You need to make every customer feel as if they're like from Chick-fil-A. You need to treat them respect just like as you would as if you were still working at Chick-fil-A. And it's like, yo, if I was gonna do that, I would still be at Chick-fil-A. I'm not about to be at Chick-fil-A right now. If I want to be at Chick-fil-A, I would. Y'all, they would pay me better. Have to wear a uniform that doesn't look good on me. I realize red, no, is not my color, my guy. Red is not my color. Grey, I can rock a little bit of gray. It makes me a little dark. But it kind of slims me down a little bit. Like it's not my fault. If I'm wearing red, it's gonna make me look like a freaking tomato. And I'm not trying to look like a big old tomato outside. That makes me a big old target. I'm not trying to be a target for bullying and stuff like that. But anyway, what were we talking about, Chick-fil-A? Yeah, Chick-fil-A kind of sucks. I don't really vibe with it. Yes, the food is great. I agree. I understand. Like, if you need me to go into detail about everything they do back there, I got you. But I'm not really going to go into detail because that sounds like effort. Like, what do you want me to know? What do you want to know? That we grab our chicken nuggets out of like these bags? Obviously, everything comes frozen. It's not like we're gonna go out and butcher these chickens. God didn't did not put these chickens here so we can go hunt them down and kill them. We did not. God did not. God said that we're gonna kill these chickens in a safe place away from our Chick Fil A. We're gonna freeze them up, and then when we're ready and our customers are ready to consume our little chicken nuggets. We're going to thaw them out, and we're going to do that a day in advance. going to do it a day in advance so everything's fresh, quote-unquote, fresh and not frozen, even though it's like, bro, don't be lying. It's frozen, bro. It's not. But <laughs> that right. The soup, frozen. Soupy-doo, slapping-do. Uh, chicken tortilla soup, if y'all haven't had it, that's really good. Uh, Chick-fil-A chicken tortilla soup, that's really good. They use leftover chicken from like night before or something like that and then even like the morning or something night crew saves extra chicken and then eventually they cut that stuff up so that they can throw it in the soup. Once the soup's thawed out in like this little warming container where it just like- it's a shimmering. Is it shimmering? Simmering. Simmering. Not shimmering. Shimmering is like some color thing but where it's simmering in some like freaking hot water. Where's it boiling? It doesn't matter. All you gotta know is like, it's a packet of syrup just chilling in some hot water, waiting for it to thaw out so they can pour it into a pan and they throw their chopped up little chicken bits in it. That's pretty freaking good. Always, always get extra little tortilla chips with it. Cause that stuff be slapping. Uh what else? What oh oh we forgot about our little news article. But yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, everybody's trying to do a bunch of activities before we have to possibly, possibly, and I mean possibly go back into quarantine. Like I say out here in Texas, Greg Abbott not about it. He really not. He really want us to like be out here living he wants he just wants to be re-elected whenever that re-election comes up everybody knows it you're not gonna make something absolutely controversial to what majority of the people who elected you will do and that's my little tidbit about like politics jk i don't know anything about politics other than my governor is crippled sorry if you're offended but he is um uh, i don't understand like i guess equal opportunity and stuff like that but honestly if you can't even stand for the Pledge of allegiance why are you even trying to be governor all that you know what that's fine be governor you just can't be my president as if he'll ever be a president i feel like he's gonna croak one day but it's fine i guess who knows who knows what this world has to offer? But as I'm saying, Texas is probably never gonna go back under cause he's he's been promising stuff like that since the beginning. He's like, yeah, Texas rates are declining. That's cause nobody's getting tested. Nobody's getting tested no more. They're like, mm, everything's opening up. I don't wanna get tested even though they're probably at home sick and dying with their freaking Rota out here. The little Delta Kai. You know, beta, zeta, epsilon, all these freaking variants that they're talking about. I don't even understand. Like, I get it. Like, you want to be like Delta. That means change. Like, woo, Greek alphabet. (laughs) If we make it something cool and stuff like that, people will maybe listen and pay attention. (laughs) Wrong. Once you be showing these death rates, once you be showing all these people sick up in these hospital beds again then they'll start paying attention again once it's affecting more people's grannies and grandpas and stuff like that then people will be paying attention you may be vaccinated but doesn't mean you are safe that's like saying you know i see that you were pregnant once but that means you're never gonna get pregnant again okay never mind that's a bad analogy that's more like if you got covid you're never gonna get COVID again There's always an opportunity for you to get something again. Like, if you got pregnant, you can get pregnant again. See, there you go. That's a better analogy. But what analogy that I'm trying to make right now is saying that, hmm, just like the flu. You can get the flu vaccine, but you can still get the flu, bro. It's not always going to protect you. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, birth control. Oh, there you go. There you go. Like, say your girl is on some, like, you know... Birth control, or you're just trying to avoid having a baby, you're still gonna forget about the fact that you can get STDs. You know, maybe your, your girl's a little hoe, or maybe you're the hoe. Because ho, guys be hoes, you know? Guys be hoeing. I don't, guys have the absolute older STD. Um You know, it just sucks being a girl out here and like all these guys are just hoeing around on you and like leading you on. You know what? I fit. I'm gonna go to a different segment. I'm getting riled up. Let's talk about all these guys. These guys, these guys, these guys. Let me list things that guys have told me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, baby girl, you're just so interesting. Like, I really like you. Like, I just wish you could see me and you being together. And it's like, dude, I can. But I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to see you in my life, like that's an image that I would love to delete from my memory or there would be like, yo baby girl, like your man don't look like he's taking care of you and it's like what do you mean, my man does take care of me. First of all, I'm always fed, like <laughs> I gave him so much weight since the beginning of this relationship that is proof enough that he feeds me like <laughs> he gives me the best cuddles he's always cuddling me every single night that he can aka every night since now that we live together like I really love them cuddles like mm, I miss him I wish he was here right now <laughs> but now his fake ain't gotta be at work he's at work so five and then he's still gotta drive and take forever in a day to get home to me is very freaking rude but yeah my man takes care of me occasionally he'll play his little cute guitar for me and he'll play a little, a little song or he'll make a little music for me and it's just really cute he spoils me like <laughs> I hate to say it (laughs) Like I'm trying to at least Curve my my spending habits It's not going so well Like if you see my bank account You'll be like how are you surviving How are you going to be able to pay your rent And it's like you know what I pray to God So does my grandma My my grandma and I be praying to God That I'll have enough funds Enough money to Pay my bills so I'm not (laughs) You know flat out broke and so far it's been happening God always provides he's coming through with that mullah, and so does my man (laughs) my man works so hard and stuff but I'm really appreciative of him I know that if I don't have the money for something he's got me and he knows that if he doesn't have it I got him Like that's why I love this man so much he's always there for me he pulls through like first I didn't even have a car and that sucked walking to work every single day morning night middle of the night any time of the day it'd be like baby girl i got you like i'll come get you and stuff like that i'm just like daddy like (laughs) pull through you always can come pick me up But it used to be every now and then he would pick me up and then it became a regular thing and then i started changing my availability so that whenever i got off It'll be right about the time that he would get off and come to make his way to my job. Just enough time so I can get my job done, he can get his job done, and then we can leave together. And we can go back to his place. Spend some time together. Of course, forgetting about the fact that I always think it's just going to be me and him. There's always that one thing. That freaking kid! That kid! that kid my guy (sighs) my feelings about her change on the daily. sometimes i have to flip a quarter about whether should i be proud or should i be mad at her like i cannot believe this kid lied to my grandmother when we went to go visit her in austin a while ago she sorry my grandmother was asking about where i was and she thought i went somewhere without the kid for a minute and then my kid was like yo mommy's out there mommy's outside she went to go do something and then this kid was looking me dead ass in the eye when she said that and i was like are you kidding me like dang i was really proud that this kid could keep a secret for a minute but then i got mad at her Cause she was lying to my grandma. She was lying to my granny, yo. Like that is so rude. Like, I honestly cannot believe that this kid was lying to my grandmother, the woman that raised me, the woman that did everything for me and stuff like that. It's just, it's just so hard to believe. And so that's why I really don't know how I feel about this kid. This kid changes every single day. It's either for the best or it's either for the worst. It's never going to be. It's never just going to be consistent. And I wish it was consistent. But honestly, it kind of makes life interesting. But I wish it would be consistent, you know. Like, I wish I knew that today, you know, today is Tuesday. Oh, JK, today is Monday. I wish that this kid would tell me that, yeah, mommy, Monday, I'm going to be good, you know. And that today would be a good day or maybe she would tell me like you know maybe Monday through Wednesday I'll be good and like Thursday through Friday like I'll be pretty bad and like you know Saturday and Sundays are pretty wild cards you know I like can never know what you're gonna get and stuff like that and it's just like why can't she ever tell me something that's gonna be good you know but it's whatever but whatever it's a kid you know so let's go into our next segment Let's go with sports. Um. Hmm. So I don't know how to read this stuff. But. What is today? August? Hm. You know what? Let's not try that hmm i really don't know bro i really don't understand what's going on But i guess that's cool Uh so i'm gonna hit you with some random facts you know let's go well turkey is america's favorite part of the thanksgiving meal in 300 bc turkeys were you know much what is that thing called praised by the Mayan people and they were perceived to be vessels of the gods and honored as such like them and they're so domesticated to have roles in religious rites and they were symbols of power prestige and can honestly be found anywhere in the Mayan archaeology did you also know that Paul Revere never actually shouted the British are coming. According to history.com the operation was meant to be quiet and stealthy since British troops were hiding out in the Massachusetts countryside. Also colonial Americans still considered themselves to be British. So that makes sense you know. If you're going to be considered a British, you're never going to be like, yo, the British are coming, because then it's like, which British, you know? Like, are you talking about us colonial British Americans, or are you talking about the British British, like the ones over there, over yonder, across the pond, you know, whose tea we out here dumping in the harbor, are you talking about us, you know, the ones on the land, the nice little land, not across the pond. <gasps> Here's something funny that I just found out that I looked up. Apparently, the famous conqueror Napoleon Bonaparte was attacked by bunnies. My guy, how are you going to be attacked by bunnies? <gasps> Were you attacked by a bad bunny? Ah-ha-ah. Like I can be understand being attacked by that bunny, but actual bunnies—like, what the heck are you doing to hurt these bunnies to cause them to fight you so bad? I don't get it. Apparently, the emperor had requested that a rabbit hunt be arranged by him, be arranged for himself and his men. His chief of staff set it up and had men round up a, reportedly three thousand rabbits for the occasion. When the rabbits were released from their cages, the hunt was ready to go. At least that was the plan. But apparently, the bunnies charged towards Napoleon and his man in a vicious and unstoppable onslaught. And we were taught that Waterloo was the Conqueror's greatest defeat. Um. Okay. So, like, you really thought it was rabbit season, but the rabbits were like, nah, bro." It is hunting season for us, so they really, just, you really just got your ass beat by some bunch of bunnies, huh? That's sad, my guy. That's really sad. Did you know that in nineteen o eight, New Yorker Katie Makalah was arrested for striking a match against a wall and lighting a cigarette with it? But like, why, dude? Apparently, this was a violation of the Sullivan Ordinance. A city law banning women, and only women, from smoking in public. Man, that's whack. Imagine you're out here trying to vape and shit right now, and then out of nowhere, you just get hit with a ticket. You know, like, that'd be, that suck. I wouldn't understand. You know, I don't smoke, Mm. I only smoke when I stress, and you know when I'm stressed? When I'm fighting with my boyfriend that punk you know that little stupid punk apparently during her hearing at the district court she argued about her rights to smoke cigarettes in public she was fined five dollars two weeks later the sullivan ordinance was vetoed by new york city's mayor man i hope she got her five dollars back that's a bs how are you gonna be you know how are you gonna be violating? a law that you didn't know about and it's only targeted towards your gender and you're going to be charged five dollars and then two weeks later it being vetoed by a mayor. Like, that sucks my guy. I still don't understand. Well let's go to our next segment of me playing the guitar randomly for a good solid minute, because I really don't know how to play the guitar. Or maybe more, you know, we'll see how this thing goes. So howdy doody, here we go. This is what I really do. two minutes but you get the gist guys like i really don't know how to play guitar i like to hold my guitar and act like i know how to play and then when people ask me oh my god do you know how to play guitar and then i'll be like totally and i play stuff like that for them or i follow along to youtube videos and try to stay along but honestly i really just suck um i wish i could get better but you know i'm a single mom who works two jobs who loves her kids and never stops. I have like a gentle heart and a heart of a fighter. And like, I'm a survivor and all that, but life is hard, my guy. Like, life is really hard. Also, I'm gonna be starting school in like a day. On top of that, I also have work at 5 a.m. every single morning, except for Thursdays. But I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to take that kid to school when I'm in school, I mean, daycare. And honestly, that's kind of a wear and tear of my life. Because, you know, that means I got to get up, got to get that thing dressed, got to do her hair, make her look cute while I'm out here in, like, these pajama shorts and, like, a hoodie or something in my yellow bomb-ass Crocs. Driving this kid in my little car to her daycare and dropping her off. And this little thing, not even saying bye, me. But it's fine it's okay if she doesn't say hi to me when she gets home papo, papo on the butte, you know so yeah um so i'm probably never gonna really be a professional at playing the guitar unless i don't know i take like a year away from like my boyfriend and the kid and like only focus on the guitar playing But also, if I'm looking at YouTube videos or something like that on my phone, on my computer, I'm probably definitely gonna get distracted. So that year is probably gonna be wasted. And I'm probably only gonna learn like one song on the guitar if I do that. So, we'll probably not do that. So, um, hmm. Let's go into a random segment of me just beating on my little practice pad. So, let's go! That my guy was a solid two minutes of me randomly hitting things and not really making any music at all on my practice pad. You're welcome. Did you waste another two minutes of your life? Yes. Are you sorry about that? Probably. Are you going to re-listen to that? Probably not. But I feel pretty good. I felt confident about what I was doing. Um, I was paranoid the whole time though that like my neighbors was just gonna come you know, banging down on my door and something be like, shut that racket up. But I don't think they're that type, you know? Or maybe they're just gonna come up here, shoot me up, cause um <laughs> I'm kinda scared of black people, but that's my own issue. It's not a race thing. Maybe it is, who knows? But can you really be racist against your own race? I mean, that's a yes, but it's not, you know, racist thing for me it's more like I hate people equally unless proven that you're gonna be chill like so I automatically hated my boyfriend just because he was talking to me and bothering me and he automatically wasn't sending me dick pics and it was kind of rude but I mean it's very polite of him not to send me random nudes that were unwarranted like we really respect that Like, unless there's communication saying, like, hey, I really appreciate if you would send me a little nudie while I'm at work or something like that. I can understand. I can get behind that. But everything else, um, like, there's no consent about being spoken about, like, hey, I'm going to send you this nude. If you don't like it, that's your issue, you know? But as long as there's communication, nudes are good. All nudes are good, except for those nudes where it's just, like, some guy, like, jerking it off in his tub or something weird um I really don't know how we got into the subject but I do not like the progress that we made here um it was very left field and I wanted to go outfield I wanted to make a home run it's making I don't know something not a home run I don't really know anything about baseball I've been to one baseball game it was the Atlanta Braves in seventh grade it was a pretty good game except for I had no clue what was going on and I don't even remember who the other team was so if anybody can figure that out for me I can't tell you what year that was other than I was in seventh grade that was probably what well I definitely was a minor I wasn't 14 or 15 yet that was ninth grade so I was probably around mm, 11 12 13 mm, around that area yeah pretty random age to go to a different state with your school but it'd be like that though um i'm gonna read this random page from this book that i've been struggling to read for a whole year essentially it's from this book by my pastor and his daughter it's called the prodigal daughter a family's brave journey through addiction and recovery i'm just gonna read like a page or two just so i can say it Just so I can tell my boyfriend, at least, that, you know, I've been reading the book. I know you ruined it, and I wanted to beat you up because you ruined my book, but I'm proving this to him now that I know how to read and stuff. So, let's read. Danielle. It was 6.03 a.m. My alarm hadn't gone off yet, but I felt a sudden jolt of energy, filled with excitement and genuine joy. I shot up out of my bed, said my morning prayers, and went over to my bathroom where I noticed my reflection in the mirror. I was grinning from ear to ear. I paused and stood there for a few moments, thinking, look how far this girl has come. Then the positive self-talk moved from thought to reality. I began to speak out loud. You're strong, you're brave, you're an overcomer. You beat the odds, you deserve this. Wear that smile proudly today. Congratulations. It was the truest moment of self-appreciation I had ever experienced. It was my one-year anniversary, a consecutive sobriety. I was more excited to celebrate this birthday than my actual birthday, which had just been a few months earlier. My family had plans to celebrate later that night, and I could hardly wait. Of course we had already celebrated many smaller milestones in the recovery journey up to this point, but at first it was difficult for me to celebrate. I felt like I didn't deserve a cookie just for no longer destroying my life. But that wasn't true. I did deserve to be celebrated. I needed to give myself grace. I had owned up to my past and it was 100% necessary to commemorate the positive changes I had made in my life. The truth is that I should be celebrating my recovery every day. If you knew me in my old life, then you know it is only by a miracle from the Lord that I'm sitting here still breathing. That is something to jump up and down and shout about. Celebrate your victories, life will be much more fun that way. With this huge milestone behind me, I began to feel the need for something new. I was so grateful for the healing that took place at at inpatient treatment and then outpatient treatment and sober living, but I knew I was entering a new season in my recovery. That didn't come stress-free. I absolutely had fears. Sober living was a safe place with good people, but having a year of sobriety under my belt and a reliable support system to return to, I felt the release to make the change. One week after my one-year sobriety anniversary, I packed up all my things and made the bittersweet transition to my parents' house. I was also ready to make a career change. There was a job available at our church for someone to lead a ministry for young people in recovery, so I transitioned from the accounting firm to my new position at the church. Rob. Looking back on the first year, I could see the importance of honest communication and active forgiveness. So much of Danielle's addiction season was filled with lies, half-truths, and manipulations. And now that she was on the road to recovery, she wanted to express sincere apologies. It was the right and healthy thing to do. She needed to say she was sorry, and she needed to hear that she was forgiven. During the first year of Danielle's recovery, there were lots of apologies. Some of the issues were obvious, while others were deeper and subtle. Like the peeling of an onion, each layer on the road to healing exposed another layer. The forgiveness dynamic started in earnest during family week when Danielle was in rehab. There was a powerful moment in front of the whole group when Danielle asked us for forgiveness for specific things she did. Forgiveness for lying, for wasting college tuition money, for not heeding our advice, and so on. As the year unfolded and Danielle became more aware, there were deeper levels and heartfelt connection and reconciliation. She apologized for the sleepless nights, for ruining vacations, for all the stress and worry and anxiety she caused, for putting her life at risk on the same road where we had already lost our son, for missing thanksgivings, Christmases, and birthdays. Each apology was like a healing balm to us. Just hearing the confessions and saying in response, you are forgiving, made a huge difference. Nothing could change our love for Danielle. However, knowing that she was aware of the pain and heartache she had caused was truly life-giving. There is something beautifully supernatural in hearing a sincere apology and then extending heartfelt forgiveness. For Danielle to have those specific offenses covered in compassion was life-transforming as well. It's a huge burden to live with guilt and shame when she experienced the full grace of forgiveness. I could see the weight lifting off her shoulders. It brought us closer than we've ever been before. It is not surprising that the core of Christianity is forgiveness. Danielle was not the only one who needed to ask for forgiveness, however. I also had to own my own mistakes. I had to apologize for overreacting. I had to apologize. I had to ask for forgiveness for enabling. In one of the more tender moments of this reconciliation process, I asked Danielle to forgive me for being so consumed with my own grief that I was not sensitive as I needed to be to what the loss of her brother had done to her. I asked her forgiveness for not seeing what I should have seen years later when she was in college. It's good to say you're sorry, and it's beautiful to hear that you are forgiven. We notice, however, that what flowed naturally and authentically. and our relationship with Danielle was not replicated in all the families we observed. Sometimes the relational wreckage was so extensive that family members didn't have the emotional capacity to extend that grace. It was heartbreaking. But to be honest, it wasn't always easy for me to forgive. To have to fight another intense battle so soon after losing our son was brutal. But whenever I felt tempted to hold on to an offense, I tried to think about what Jesus did for me. He forgave every sin every time. And he encouraged us to forgive others just as he had forgiven us. Not once, not twice, not even seven times, but 70 times seven. In other words, we need to keep on forgiving no matter what. To be honest, this book is kind of interesting. Like I bought it originally for my ex who was dealing with like addiction and stuff like that. Um, I low-key felt like I had some kind of addiction, you know Um, I guess technically it kind of is an addiction when I was drinking a lot and using alcohol to dope with all To cope with all of my emotions And honestly, that's just not safe Um, (laughs) because I have a lot of emotions And as like, as my boyfriend can see now and stuff like that, he understands that Sometimes I just need a good cry and instead of crying back then, with like a different guy obviously, I would just like drink. Sometimes I would drink socially and that's when I thought it was cool and when I thought I was fine. But then I realized, cause like every single time my friends and I would go out, I would cry. And I would be, I would, I would cry and then like clean myself up a bit and then start drinking again and it was like the more drinks that i can drink it's fine like i'll get over my issues like dealing with the loss of a friend think dealing with like your own sense of like what is this world coming to stuff like that or thinking about how you know like when i die what's going to happen to me you know stuff like that not like oh if i die i'm going to heaven or hell but what if it's just not real my guy what if you die and that's it? What if you die and you're just lost in some kind of deep dark space? And that was what I was imagining because I was always said to believe that you know killing someone is bad, and if you kill yourself, you're killing someone, so that's bad, and you're going to hell. And then on my on my friend's Facebook page that day when I when we all found out that she killed herself and stuff like that, seeing everybody's comment like oh our girl's up in heaven, she's doing good, and this and that. And it's just like, that's not what we're taught. And I don't want to think about my friend who was there for me when things were tough for me, like in different relationships and stuff like that, who pulled through, who made her boyfriend pull through and come through and stuff like that for me when I needed a ride home, when I needed like a ride to work or something like that. Or when I just needed somebody to talk to, to tell my emotions and stuff like that. She was there. And I don't like to think of my friend just being in like a fiery furnace and stuff like that Dealing with the consequence because she killed herself and she couldn't handle it anymore Like I understand like Whenever I get upset and depressed like if it's really that bad and I think about ending my life first of all I can't even think about it. Well, I don't think about it, but it's just like logically because I'm more like semi of a logic person, you know, I'll be like, oh well, I don't want to hang myself because I'm pretty sure and I can't really reach and I ain't got nothing to put myself up there. And I don't really have rope unless I'm going to crochet like some makeshift rope with all my yarn that I have and throw it up over like my, uh, what's that thing called? My shower rack thing. Like it's just impossible. So I cross it off the list or then it's like, you know what? I'm just going to kill myself. I'm going to shoot myself with a gun. And it's just like, bro, I don't even have a gun. Like, how am I going to do that? You know, it's just illogical. Or, like, with a knife. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. I would rather burn to death than, like, cut myself. Like, getting cut and stuff like that hurts and, like, Maybe I'll just set myself on fire. But then it's just like, "Mm," then you'll be crispy. And then like, what if somebody puts fire out on you and then you survive? Then you got to live with all those burn marks and stuff like that. And you got all that burnt skin. And that's just not cute, my guy. So then I just cross like, you know, that whole idea off the list. But other than that, I start listing down people who I know will get upset and like be affected if I die. So it used to be longer when I was in high school, but that doesn't even matter anymore. Cause I know those people, they might've cared in a little bit, but it wasn't gonna affect them as much as like my core people. Like, so my grandmother, my grandmother would like lose her, lose her mind and like be so grief stricken, stricken that she might die as well. But that's just like, cause of a broken heart or something. (laughs) Right now I know my boyfriend, wouldn't be fine I don't know about that kid that kid just mm, she'll bounce back she's elastic girl real quick tbh like she hasn't even asked about her grandmother in a while and that lady's gone but you know it's just it's just hard to think about stuff like that like thinking about all that you've been through and stuff but it's also nice to reflect on what you've come from like I've come from a messed up family background I wasn't really able to read I didn't really know how to speak English to be honest when I first entered school or better yet should I say I really didn't know how to read and stuff when I got to third grade and it's like how did I pass all these grades so far when I couldn't read it also was like a language thing because like my grandmother was teaching me English but it's also because I'm shy AF and like don't really like talking to strangers obviously because like you're always taught, don't talk to strangers don't do this don't do that and it's like all right I'm not gonna talk to anyone you want me to talk to my principal no that's a stranger bro want me to talk to my new teacher no that's a stranger can't prove me wrong but it's also just might like be my personality my guy I don't really like talking to people Like sometimes, ooh, like at work today, this lady was going on and on about her life. She was like, oh my gosh, my grandson, he's my little B&W. I was like, what does that mean, ma'am? She was like, he's my little black Mexican and white child. I was like, you know what? I can't even judge you, but that's basically what I'm going to have with my man. So I think that's pretty cute. But also, I'm not going to label my kid like that, you know? I want them to not see their race as like their sole identity i know i talk about it and joke like that but i don't even see myself as just black or hispanic i see myself as you know baby girl you know it's just who i am i'm more into my name than what my race and everything else says about me it's not what you see it's what i do that should be reflection of Like, you know how it'd be. But, yeah, I just don't think I really like people. And that goes back to my whole race thing. I don't just like different races. I just don't like the human race as a whole. Some of y'all just mean for no dang on reason. Y'all gonna be mean to me at, like, 6 in the morning? I get it. I don't want to be awake either. So don't even be mean and say rude stuff to me. Just grunt at me and be like, You know, tell me what drink you want. Or write it down so I don't have to hear your stupid voice, my guy. But, yeah, I guess that's all for today. Like, I really enjoyed talking to you. I really felt like we're at home. Like, we're homies, my guy. But, you know, it's your girl, baby girl, signing off. Hasta luego. Talk to you mañana. Adiós.